The 2023 regular season is in the books. The playoff field is now set. One through seven seeds in the NFC, the AFC, how'd they get there? And Black Monday, two more head coaches have been fired. All that and more coming up on this chock-full edition of Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen all season long here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love the everydayers out there. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with a $5 bet. That's $150 to play with at FanDuel. Win or lose on that first $5 bet. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Always one of the busiest podcasts of the year, Matt, the Monday after the regular season ends because we've got games to break down. We have teams that were eliminated from the playoffs. We have draft orders that are set. We have teams that made the playoffs and seeds changed. And we have coaches that are fired on what is now known as Black Monday in the NFL. So I want to tie a lot of that in with the Atlanta Falcons right now and wasting no time waiting for Black Monday, by the way, 12.01 a.m. The news came down that the Falcons and our owner, Arthur Blank, fired head coach Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons after they were blown out, you know, back-to-back games to end the season when they had an opportunity to go make the playoffs, eliminated instead an embarrassing loss for the Atlanta Falcons at the hands of division rival New Orleans Saints. Arthur Smith, the last image we're going to have of him is yelling at Dennis Allen, the head coach of the Saints, on the field after the game because of a last-minute touchdown that Dennis Allen didn't even want to call. So, I mean, uh, just unbelievable end of the season here for both of those teams. Neither one of them got in, by the way. The win did not help the Saints make the playoffs, and Dennis Allen's fate might still be yet decided. So we're going to get deeper into the head coach stuff, and we've already seen interview requests out there a little bit later on in the week. But uh, unbelievable. Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith fired third straight seven and 10 season. Matt, third straight year, Arthur Smith's Falcons finished seven and 10 and will have the eighth pick in the NFL draft. Hmm. Maybe they'll draft a running back tight end wide receiver that they won't use. (laughs) (laughs) And we had talked about this as like, uh, this is the move I would have made if I was Arthur Blank. I might have waited until 12.02 a.m. or maybe let coach get some sleep before you call him in the office and fire him. But um, I I don't know if the plane had landed yet. And and that was done. So no more Arthur Blank or no more. uh, Arthur Blank's not going anywhere. Can't fire him. Uh, Arthur Smith. uh, No more Arthur Smith as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's the right move, and you know, you mentioned they lost their last two by a combined 41 points, pretty much in embarrassing fashion in a division game yesterday in a bad division where you're get, really getting stomped. They lost four of their last five when they were still very much in the thick of the NFC South race, only win coming against the Colts at home. Again, 7-10, and 7-10, 7-10. and 10-10. It's what's the plan? You know, I mean, if we're going to use these high picks on skill guys, we need to get them the football. We need to feature them. They kind of did that finally with Bijan yesterday as a receiver. But the quarterback plan going into the season was 
a, a poor one to be kind um, and a very weak limb that they went out on. And that's not their only problem. They did improve the defense, but I think this is a move that needs to be made. You mentioned it. So much going on today. We're just going to try to play the hits as best as we possibly can here on this Monday. But I mean, the top 18 draft picks are already set. That would be a story in itself. And that's like 10th on the list. Oh, by the way, there's a national championship game tonight coming on. You know, so lots happening in the NFL and football world as a whole. Is Harbaugh going to take one of these jobs after he wins or loses tonight? Who's to say? Um, Arthur Smith had a strange tenure with the, the Falcons, but I always like to bring this up with this guy because don't ever feel bad. His father founded FedEx, so he's going to be just fine for his whole life. Just a, a crazy story. Yeah, he'll get a coaching job somewhere, and it's if a tough wants, business. Yep. And you know, I hate calling for people's jobs and talking about that, but you know, there's mm-hmm. a, there's only a few of those out there, and uh, the results are the results, and, and they weren't good enough for Arthur Smith and the Falcons. And I think this is the right move. This is the move you have to do. How about this little little nugget on the way out the door, though? This so this one I saw from Matthew Barry, fantasy nugget. Fantasy owners were really pissed at at Arthur Smith and and the usage of all the top. You know, I didn't get oh, burnt yeah. Dijon, but I got burnt on Kyle Pitts quite a bit in some fantasy leagues. How about this one? 2022 rookie running back Tyler Algier, fifth round running back, 1,035 rushing yards as a rookie. So what do they do? They turn around and draft a top 10 running back. Bijan Robinson in 2023 has fewer rushing yards than last year's rookie fifth rounder, 976 rushing yards. So there you go. There you have it. Yep. And we all remember, not that this was Arthur Smith. I was pretty invested in Bijan, so... Uh, wasn't thrilled just from a fantasy perspective, but he may be a top three or four running back next year in fantasy. I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, I, I, he's an end of first round player I've seen getting drafted as far as very early rankings, and I'm mm-hmm. taking him way before that, knowing now the new too. coaching staff. Yeah, so we'll see how early that is, but as high as four overall, I don't know. Interesting. Um, Not a bad job, though. I mean, if they can go figure out something quarterback related, this could be a nice landing spot for a coach. Yes, yes. More to be decided there. We're going to talk a lot mm-hmm. about the trade options, the draft options, all the options there, quarterback, coach, GM. Uh, GM sticking around, I believe, with the uh, with I think the, so. Uh, the At least for now, things are happening left and right. Who knows? Don't think the GM is sticking around in Washington. No word there yet, but they're already uh, requesting interviews in Washington for GMs and head coaches. So I assume the GMs are gone. Uh, Martin Mayhew, the GM. And in fact, the, the, the commanders have already requested the, the last. The, so the 49, the, the commanders hired Martin Mayhew from the 49ers and have now requested permission Monday already to interview the now assistant GM of the 49ers, Adam Peters to p- potentially replace the guy they got from uh, San Francisco in Martin Mayhew, who uh, presumably is going to be fired, but we know for sure Ron Rivera has been fired, and that was expected in Washington now. So five jobs are open. Raiders, Panthers, Chargers, we already knew those three. Now the Falcons, Commanders added to the list. I have a feeling there will at least be one more here as um, Black Monday's not over, only noon Eastern as we record this podcast, and we'll get more into this later on in the week. But one thing the Commanders did was – so up the second pick in the NFL draft as well, which is huge value. So this is actually a lot of a uh, lot of cap space in Washington. You get a clean slate. You get the second pick to presumably draft your choice of what quarterbacks are available after pick number one, who presumably will also be a quarterback, and we'll see what the Bears do. But um, and which team's actually selecting at one? But surprisingly, the Washington job now with new ownership and a blank slate is a pretty good job. 
It is. I mean, there's there's resources there. There's receivers. You know, there's things to work with. So as you were saying that, I wanted to double check because I know things have not been pretty on the field for some time with this football team. And granted, they did trade both their edge rushers at the deadline. But still, I mean, they're on an eight-game losing streak. They've lost 10 of their last 11. And it's easy to remember, easy to forget, they won their first two games versus the Cardinals and then in Denver, but have only been two of the next, two of 11 since. I mean, like, or, or two of uh, 15 since. You know, they've won two games since week three is the bottom line. They're on eight-game yeah. losing streak. I mean, yeah. it, you can't have it. It's Clearly miserable. in need of... In need of a quarterback there, um, in need of a new head coach, in need of some mm-hmm. edge rush talent, obviously, is, is going to be the the shopping list in Washington this offseason. Uh, we got to get deeper into – so as far as the draft order goes, set now at the top, Carolina Panthers lose again, and they, that would already that was already sewn up for the, the Chicago yeah. Bears who and the Panthers pick. Number one overall, Washington Commanders will be drafting second, the New England Patriots. There's rumors about – Bill Belichick, will he be in New England? Will he not to select number three overall in the draft? The Arizona Cardinals four and the Los Angeles Chargers will have the fifth pick in the NFL draft. A lot more draft discussion to come, but we got to talk playoffs next, Matt. Seating is set one through seven in the AFC, one through seven in the NFC. How did they get there next? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And we're talking about the right professionals. This isn't some regular old job board. This is LinkedIn where there are a billion of those professionals to choose from. Quality candidates. When you have that many candidates, it's so easy. In fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn Jobs. And you can too. All you got to do is go to linkedinjobs.com slash locked on NFL and post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply okay part of that washington game matt on sunday was that they got the second pick in the nfl draft and the dallas cowboys handled their business and they end up with the two seed in the nfc because the philadelphia eagles who are maybe backing in harder than any team into this playoff field as good as they started this was a 10 and 1 team matt ended up with an 11 and 6 record and beaten by the giants 27 to 10 and now we've got finger x-rays happening for their quarterback. Looks like negative there. So good news on uh, on Jalen Hurts' middle finger. But uh, well, what is going on? Both sides of the ball are really not playing well for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They really aren't. And I commend the Giants. I know they were on a three-game losing streak coming into this. But they you know lost the Rams by one point. Second half of the season for the Giants went a lot better than early on. So... Feeling pretty good about that situation, so good for them for playing hard. But, man, they pushed the Eagles around. I mean, basically just owned both lines of scrimmage, beat up on Hurts. Now A.J. Brown's facing a, a major injury. And so <laughs> on my Steelers show, my, my co-host suggested, yeah, you know, we got the college playoffs tonight. Let's rank the playoff teams as if it was like a college, you know, top 20. 
are the Eagles last? I'm like, I'm, maybe the Steelers are. Don't get me wrong. The Bucs are in bad shape too. But like, I never thought the Eagles would even be close to that conversation as one of the worst, if not the worst playoff team right now, you know, right here on January 8th. They're miserable. The Eagles, the five seed in the NFC. We had this conversation a little bit on Locked On 49ers. Okay, now the playoffs are set. Which team would you want to face in the division? Oh, the the Niners, the one seed, they had to buy. That was already locked up before week 18. And it's that Buccaneers-Eagles game. And <laughs> that, that, the 49ers have already beaten those teams. It's like, man, those are the teams you want to play right now. I wouldn't want to play the hot teams like the Packers who get in with the win. The Seahawks were eliminated. The Packers beat the Bears. Uh, the Bears in the Justin Fields era, which presumably could potentially be over. I think it is going to be over this offseason. 0-6 in his three years against the, the Green Bay Packers. So the back, Packers handle their business. They get in. They are the 17th seed with a 17-9 win. The Los Angeles Rams beat the 49ers 21-20. It was Wentz versus Darnold. Uh, Wentz was running all over the place for the for the Rams. He carried the ball 17 times in that game. We saw the the classic Sam Darnold turnover to end it too. The fumble uh, gave the ball back to the Rams, and the Rams won 21-20. So the Rams will be the sixth seed in the NFC. They will face the three seed Detroit Lions. The Lions defeating the Minnesota Vikings 30 to 20. And the best finish for the Vikings 12 and five in was it in franchise history 12 wins. That I'm not certain. That's actually a great question. I'm not sure about that. A couple of notes I just want to go back just real quick. I know we got to speed through today, but let's not forget that the Eagles were 10 and 1. I mean, they won one game since then. I mean, they were one a juggernaut. That 1 and 5. They finished the season. I mean, that's miserable. They're, and they're not hit that hard by injuries. You know, not like, boy, we lost Hurts and Brown and blah, 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 blah. Um, I. I wish I'd have stressed this more on Thursday, Friday when we pick games, but it really bothered me at the time. And I brought it up about the lions and yeah, we all love the knee biter, tough guy, blocking tight end head coach. I'm going to play all my dudes, but I said it then and I didn't say it strongly enough. That was really dumb. I mean, for them to go from the three seed to the two, they had to win fine. They had to have the Eagles and Cowboys lose against bad teams. And they lost Sam Laporta. You know, like, it, you got to be smarter than that kind of stuff. Don't be so emotional. You know, don't be a young fly by your pants, you know, whatever that saying is, head coach. But I know he's easy to root for. I And I I like him. But it's a bone bruise in the knee, I believe, for Sam Laporta. They don't think it's more than that. But Oh, I didn't see that today. I assumed it was bad, bad. Uh, but I don't think the MRIs are in, but, but the last report I saw last night, Sunday night was that it's a bone bruise. Potentially it's still a couple of weeks though. That's the, that's the okay. thought and hopefully not worse that it potentially MRI could reveal more, but yeah. I'm I just thought that was foolish that. going into that. And they were still the three seed were the Detroit Lions there. Yeah, so, I mean, it was um, like a 90% chance they were going to be anyways. You know, I mean, the, the matchup in the NFC, we've got the 49ers have a bye. Then we've got the yeah. 2-7 seed, which is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers, the three versus six, which is the Detroit Lions hosting the Los Angeles Rams. And then we've got the South Division winner, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the five seed Philadelphia Eagles. And, man, the Buccaneers, they won 9-0 against the Panthers. The Panthers had a couple of touchdowns that could have been that weren't. That game should have been closer yeah. than nine zero, but the Panthers just can't, just it was that season for the Panthers. They nothing could go right for the Carolina Panthers. They had a touchdown called back. They had another one that Shark 
Fadi was in the end zone. They called it a touchdown on the field. They reviewed it. He actually fumbled it through the end zone for a touchback. The, meanwhile, the Buccaneers only mustered three field goals in this game, but still won and still won the division, even though the Saints were able to handle their business against the Falcons. So it was the uh, the Buccaneers that went in the South and get in as the four seed. So Goff versus Stafford, the reverse version, is fun as can be, especially yeah. in Detroit. I, To be honest with you, Matt, can I say this? I Yeah, was, yeah. I was excited that my 49ers lost that game because I think these are better divisional matchups. I wanted to see Cowboys. Oh, I, I wanted to see Lions and Rams. Me too. And I was going to say too, I'm psyched about what the Packers bring. Even if they lose big to the Cowboys, you got to be so excited about love, the offense, et cetera. And if I'm Cowboy fans, I'm not thrilled with that matchup either. But I want to go back to Tampa Philly. I mean, like these teams are limping in, you know, like I'm hoping one, whoever wins that game, Goes, oh, okay, they're over things. They get they look a lot better, namely the Eagles. But I don't see it. I mean, they look like the two weakest teams in the tournament on that side. And part of it's because I think Mayfield's playing with like a hundred injuries, too. I mean, he looks like a shell of himself right now. He, he was banged up coming into the week, and yeah. you hope this extra little week here helps them out. And they do get the Monday game, so that's an extra day mm, for nice, both yeah. hurts. And I wonder, I don't know if they did that on purpose just to make sure the quarterbacks had an extra day because both of those quarterbacks uh, have some injury issues and are banged up a little bit. So an extra day of rest for Hertz and Mayfield going into the Monday nighter that'll finish up the, the wild card round of playoffs there, the four versus five seed in the NFC. Uh, I agree with you, though. I think I would they would be six and seven for me for power ranking the NFC. It would be the 49ers at the top. Um, and yeah. then the, those other four teams that are the 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 two seven and the the three six would be the next four teams. I think if I was power ranking the NFC right now going into it. Yeah. I mean, Bucks Eagles looks like, you know, they're limping in, to say the least. I mean, they're not playing great at the moment. But the Bucks are a very deserved champion in the South, in my opinion. Uh, Seahawks were eliminated, even though they beat the yeah. Arizona Cardinals 21-20. So it was a really good outcome for the Cardinals as they pushed the their division rival Seahawks to the limit. The Seahawks still eliminated, and the Cardinals still get the uh, still lose and get the fourth pick in the NFL draft. So that one, uh, I don't believe there's any other NFC games that we need to discuss here on the schedule. We'll talk uh, Bears to no end. Other yeah, than that, I think we got this pretty a, well covered. Yeah. Bears are going to dominate the offseason. For sure. Um, next, Matt, though, we do need to talk AFC, AFC seeding. And it took all the way down to Sunday night football with the Bills and the Dolphins to figure things out. And, and my, how those things flipped at the top. And your Steelers getting in. Sneaking in. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The NFL regular season now wrapped up, but still a ton of playoff action draft props to bet on if you want to get in on that nfl action with FanDuel, america's number one sports book and of course all the sports under the sun nba nhl combat sports motorsports all of it at FanDuel. and right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed and all you got to do is place your first five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose on that first five dollar bet the app is so easy to use there's so many Different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, same-game bets. Uh, find your bets in the new Explore tab at FanDuel. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find all of the popular parlays. Parlays and draft props, those are uh, the, the most fun I have betting on FanDuel all year long. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup 
college national championship too. You still got a little bit of time here. If you listen to this pod early in the day to get that one in fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official partner of the NFL. Here we go. Taking a look at the AFC side of things. And it was a play in game. It was essentially the playoff starting earlier on Saturday, Matt, and the Houston Texans defeating the Indianapolis Colts 23-19. We were looking at tie scenarios late in that game because uh, before a a missed extra point, and this looked like it was going to be one of those uh, overtime games for the Texans and Colts. But no, the Texans win in regulation 23-19 and paired with the Jacksonville Jaguars falling to the Tennessee Titans, Matt, 28-20. Jaguars eliminated from the playoffs. The Colts eliminated from the playoffs. The Houston Texans win the AFC South, and what a job done by rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, rookie head coach D'Amico Ryans. I think that might be your coach of the year. Certainly strong contender. there. I mean, I think McVay, I think Stefanski, I mean, there's three or four or five really strong candidates this year. But, man, I mean, think how long ago it was that we were like, the Texans are crazy. They're giving up their first-round pick instead of the Browns next year in that Will Anderson trade. Who do they think they are? You know, you're not being one win between them. Yeah, right. I mean, that's it's unbelievable. And that was a very good game, a very competitive game. I think Colts fans should be very happy with where they at. You know, insert Richardson. They have their coach as well. Jonathan Taylor goes bonkers in that game, as does Nico Collins. But uh, I mean, just thinking divisionally. I know a lot of people are going to pick on Trevor Lawrence. And frankly, I think the Jags are right there with the Chargers for most disappointing team in the league right now. But Houston has to feel better about their quarterback than Jacksonville does right now. Yeah. And team and I mean everything. The coach, team, franchise, quarterback, everything. I I don't think Jacksonville feels bad about their quarterback, but no, they're probably no. sitting there thinking, well, wait a second. We were supposed to continue onward and upward from last year. Last right. year, they were the Texans. Exactly. Right? exactly. Winning and getting in. And now they're out of the playoffs thinking, well, what, what the heck just happened? And it's, that's a bad loss for them. And again, Tennessee deserves credit. And Henry's last game. And frankly, I was glued to that game because of Titans win. Steelers were in. And going in, I thought that this was not as easy a matchup for the Jags as you'd expect. But they finished the season very poorly. I mean, one win in their last six. I mean, how does that happen? No, so uh, you have to be disappointed. Everybody, ownership, fans, all the way down the organization with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the way they finished it, not getting into the playoffs. And uh, that's a huge story with the Titans and Derrick Henry, too. I I can't recall. Do you remember a time where a player who was – who had a microphone on the field at the end of the game, thanking the fans. And it, was, right. it sounded like I wasn't sure that Derrick Henry was gone. I thought there'd be a possibility. There's no doubt in my mind. He's gone. Now that was unbelievable to hear that from him. Thanking the fans kind of talking about himself as a Titan in the past tense, 19 carries for 153 yards and a score there for Derrick Henry, by the way. I have not seen that. And it was in Jacksonville, his hometown, a team that he's run all over in his career. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. It was at home. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, it was. It was in Tennessee. Yeah, so it was in Tennessee talking to the fans. Or my time. Anyway, against the team that he his hometown team, but that was weird. It wasn't like the whole world knows he's retiring and this is his final farewell speech. Or you know, I mean, I assume he's not going to be back. I assume there's going to be major changes. Makes me even think: Is Vrabel on the move? I mean, no way. No way. Yeah. Tannehill's going to be back. Like. Is it just known in that building that there's going to be big changes? Yeah, and look, the the domino of Bill Belichick in New England. Does Vrabel end up in New England? Does Belichick end up elsewhere? There was mm-hmm. a report 
from Justina Anderson about Bill Belichick. And uh, there's interest in Washington. There's interest with the Chargers. And so this is uh, buckle up. This is going to be an off season, man. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be very, very fun. And good for the Titans to get that win. Um, they have their problems too. They need a lot, but the Jags are going to be an interesting off season too. I think he's safe, but someone, someone went out of their way to tweet us and say, could Jacksonville be that seat that's hotter than we think, you know, or the surprise firing. I don't see it, but they always is one. Certainly disappointment. And that's mm-hmm. where, that's where the worth starts, right? Is is with a, some kindling of disappointment. Uh, as you mentioned, though, with the, the Titans beating the Jaguars and the Steelers beating the Ravens Saturday, those Steelers sneak into the playoffs sneak and end up in. seven seed in the AFC. And with the Bills win over the Dolphins on Sunday night, completing the regular season 21-14 Bills over the Dolphins. The Bills then win the AFC East, jump all the way up to the two seed in the AFC, and will host the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. Yeah, and I don't want to say the Steelers backed in, but they sort of did. You know, I mean, they lucked out that they didn't have to play Lamar and those guys, of course. But just passing the eyeball test, the Steelers are playing better now than they probably, especially offensively, than they have at any point in the season. So I think they're probably the team nobody wanted to see in the playoffs. I mean, except for people living in my neighborhood, especially without Watt, who's going to be out at least a game or two. Not that it might matter. But the Bills look really, really good. And you talk about taking a season over and you know being in control when times were bleak for the Bills. They put it all together in a big way, and they are a tough team to play against, led by Allen, who is, frankly, a roller coaster. I mean, two end zone picks in the first quarter and things like that. But I still think Buffalo is a noticeably better team than Miami. And Miami now going from hosting a game next week to on the road yeah. at the Kansas City Chiefs as the sixth seed. That's a that's a rough change a of, of events. Yeah. Riding high for a long time, and we're in that division lead for a while to suddenly be the sixth seed in the AFC on the way to Kansas City, which is never an easy place to play on Saturday. It'll be the primetime game in the wild card Saturday uh, playoff slate. Miami Dolphins at Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, an interception late for Tua. I've seen some talk that he put it in the right place. Maybe it was a bad route by Claypool, who you know more than uh, anybody and might have rounded that route off enough and maybe should have been in the spot that Tua threw it. I wasn't super impressed with either quarterback in that game, but but Allen was clearly better than than Tua in the end. And I was just shocked that Miami wasn't able to get more going on offense, and uh, they had plenty of opportunities. And then obviously that that return touchdown for the Bills was was massive in that game. Massive. I mean that that's obviously probably the, that is the play of the game, of course. I really like what Miami's doing, but I, I before even the season I've been calling them sort of a fragile build, you know, because. Tyreek's amazing, but when Waddle's not there, it's clearly they're missing a little something, and they're all smaller Lamborghinis, and Lamborghinis aren't built for the snow and uh, you know play 18 games. So that worries me a little bit, just big picture, how they're built. But another key to this, too, and I've been digging into Bills heavy, as you can imagine, Steelers-Bills coming up. They had 38 minutes of time of possession. Like They've been one of the run-heaviest teams in the league, and people don't think of them that way, especially lately. Houston Cleveland is the four five yeah. matchup now. Uh, you got, as we mentioned, the Steelers at the Buffalo Bills Sunday in the wild card round, Miami at Kansas City Saturday, and you have the one seed Baltimore Ravens uh, that are hanging out, didn't play a lot of their 
mm-hmm. important players in that game against the Steelers kind of helped them get in a little bit. Uh, they have the bye week, obviously. When you look at this conference and your power ranking this, does it match more than the NFC does with the one through seven? Or would you would you put more money on the uh, the four or five seeds in the in the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns versus maybe the the Miamis, the Kansas Cities, the um Buffalo. the Buffaloes and the in the Pittsburghs? I think the Steelers are pretty clearly seven. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna really fight you on that one. Um I think seven and one is clear. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe I'm crazy, but I think Houston and Cleveland might be getting a little ahead of their skis just because okay. they don't have the experience. You know, like that's gonna be a great game, but I'll probably bet against the winner of that game no matter where they land, just because well, they look like a, a Cleveland yeah. does have former Super Bowl champion quarterback who's been they do. Joe Flacco. They do. Don't forget that experience. I know this sounds boring, but it's my hunch is if history's taught us anything. Buffalo or Kansas City is going to step up, and we're going to say they're good. You know, and they're, and they're going to have probably a bunch of home games unless they obviously yeah. end up against uh, the in Baltimore or whatever. In right. Baltimore, the AFC Championship game, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, KC goes to Buffalo, and we look at both these teams like, wow, they could win the Super Bowl. You know, there you have it. It's be fun tournament. Uh, NFL playoffs are set. Those wild card games starting, of course. Matt and I will make our picks and preview all of those games a little bit later on in the week. I think more coaches are going to join the ranks of fired. We will continue that conversation. What some of those teams now with vacancies might look like, more NFL draft stuff, uh, the offseason heating up for a lot of the league, and the postseason heating up for the rest of the league. All of it, we've got it covered for you every day here on Peacock and Williamson. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. You can drop us a question for Wednesday's mailbag as well at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter, or drop a question there at on YouTube in the YouTube comments. Make sure you check out the first ever 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, featuring all of the local insiders and the national experts. You'll see a lot of Peacock and Williamson on there as well. Locked on sports today. You can find it on YouTube, subscribe there, Amazon fire and uh, more ways to come that you can find it on your smart TVs as well. More on that in the future. Appreciate everybody out there. Fantastic regular season. Let's keep it going into January and the postseason, and all through the off season with Peacock and Williamson.